We have a very special guest today. She's an original hippie, a Capricorn, a bird watcher. She's a Washingtonian, which means she lives in the state of Washington, and a school bus driver. So we're going to talk about how she adds some hippie values to her school bus. I'm so excited to introduce you to my mom, Connie Eunice. You're listening to the Half Hippie Podcast with Tara Milo. I'm a half hippie, half princess, cat mom, city girl, introvert, and entrepreneur. I don't fit into a box, and you don't either, but I'm committed to making the world a better place through my lifestyle and my business. I love talking about sustainability because I know that you can make a positive difference without giving up the things you love. Here on the Half Hippie Podcast, we're talking about sustainability and entrepreneurship. We'll share stories about what makes us all half hippie and what our other half does to make a positive impact in the world. Let's go. Are you excited? Yes, I'm excited and I'm nervous. <laughs> Why are you nervous? Because I get nervous in interviews. Oh, pretend it's not an interview. Okay. Just a conversation. <laughs> All right. What do you remember about hippies? What do I remember about me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, about you. I, I did some research when we were going to talk about this and just to see what hippie things came up. Yeah. Because I Google everything. I want to see what, what's out there. What do people say about this and that? And when I did that, it said it was in the 60s. Well, I was born in 1956, and the hippie revolution basically started, I guess you could see it, in the 60s, Yeah, 1960. And I don't feel like I felt the hippie stuff until my teen years, which was like early 70s. Mm -hmm. I graduated in 1974. And I feel like I really wanted to be a hippie. I <laughs> was cute. I wore bell bottoms. I wore the gosh, what did we call them? Halter tops. Uh-huh. With bell bottoms. So your belly button always showed and long hair, really long hair. Greasy was good. Oh my god. <laughs> long greasy hair. Um, braided. I used to braid my hair. I had super long hair as a teenager. I would braid it at night, go to bed wet with braided hair and wake up and undo it so that I would have that hippie wavy look. Yeah. No makeup, of course, being free and, and happy. And so that's what I remember about the hippie. Yeah. Did you consider yourself a hippie? You wanted oh, to. Oh yeah. 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 Like yeah. how, um, just in the dress or in the lifestyle? In the dress, uh -huh. I came from a family of four kids, five kids, depends on if my older sister was there. And so you had to go back and forth into that reality of what the family was really doing, which they weren't hippies. But when I was with my friends and at high school, junior high and high school, I was hippie. <laughs> I was the hippie group. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't the cheerleader girls and all of that. I was the hippie group. Yeah. Were the cheerleaders hippies or they were totally no. different? Oh. No, they were totally different. They were, when I can remember looking back at the cheerleaders back then, they were, had the finest clothes uh -huh. and, you know, some of them even made their clothes and they were very good seamstresses. And I wasn't, I was 
you know, grab this holy shirt, whatever, um, bell bottom jeans, flip flops on the feet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good. And now what does hippie mean to you now? Cause now it's not so much about fashion, right? Yeah. Well, to me, if I was going to be a hippie today, um, I would be driving a motorhome mm-hmm. and not the prettiest motorhome, but <laughs> just a motorhome and living off the land, yeah. not living in the city or in a house or anything. I would be heading for the hills. Yeah. That's what is in my mind if I was going to go be a hippie. Right. Um, being Living off the land, having a garden and yep. yeah. But you have yeah. a garden. I do. Yeah. It's a big garden and we yeah. plant a lot of tomatoes and beets and um, onions this year and they turned out beautiful. Mm. They're in our barn. It's really a shop, but we painted it to look like a barn because I love barns. And we actually canned our spaghetti sauce. We got yeah. 18 quarts this year okay. and we love our garden. So that's kind of half hippie because you have a house, but you have a garden. Yeah. Yeah. Living off the land. We love, Mm. we like to go to the the market anywhere that, you know, they pick the vegetables and fruits that we need from the garden. Yeah. They might still be dirty. So what other hippie things do you do now? I don't really, I'm not a fashion person. I just like to, I wear wear my flannel. I like t-shirts. I like to eat clean. The other thing that I would think is kind of hippie-ish for us is the way we get our heat for our house. Oh, yeah. We've lived in our house for almost four or five years this December, and we've never used our furnace. Mm -hmm. We only heat our home with a fireplace. We cut our own firewood. Mm -hmm. We don't buy it. We cut it. We buy it from people in log form. So that's how we heat our house. And we do talk about if we lost our electricity, we could still cook our food on our stove, on our fireplace. Yeah. So we talk about that kind of stuff, how we could live without the power. Right. Right. We would be in trouble with our water because we have a well and it's operated by a pump. That's good. I love that. And we did that too. In Ohio, we had a fireplace and it was like, if we lose power for a couple of days, we'll still be warm because we have a fireplace. Yeah. It feels more natural too than having the air blowing through the house. I really like that feeling. It's so cozy. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. We love it. Yeah. What do you do that's definitely not hippie? Oh, definitely not hippie. Drive a car, Mm. you know, drive a car. I'm trying to think of things that make me feel guilty (laughs) when I do things, because that's what makes me feel unhappy is when I'm doing something and I think this is so wrong, Mm. like probably using plastic bags to store food in or, you know, quickly grab, um, some kind of plastic. I hate getting plastic bags from the store if I forget to take mine. Yep. Guilty all over. Yeah. And it really makes me feel bad mm-hmm. because I immediately think, where is this going after I'm done with it? Yeah. It's going to last forever and it's bad. Yep. You know, all the garbage that we put in the garbage dump, you know, in our garbage thing every week is, it makes me feel guilty. 
And mm-hmm. that's not happy to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd rather be a hippie. Yeah, because it is more about the lifestyle and about what you consume and being natural and feeling natural. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, in fact, Lou and I were talking about it last night and all the garbage that everybody uses and where it's going and forever. Yep. I mean, is it the people going to take over or is the garbage going to take over first? Yeah. It's almost like it's a race sometimes. I know. And, you know, we're so lucky in some of these places where we live that we put it in the garbage can and then it's gone and we don't have to see it anymore and we don't think about it. But it goes somewhere. Someone else is dealing with our trash. Right. It's right. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot. Yeah. So conscious of it when I drive down the road and I think about, to me, it's kind of silly when I think about this stuff. I'm driving down the road and I see all these garbage cans on garbage day. Yeah. And I see all the dumpsters. Yeah. And it's like, I'm aware of that. And I think about it like, oh, where is this going? It's yeah. so awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I it's, think just being aware is a good step because then you're a little more conscious of it. Yeah. You know, maybe if you forget your bags in the car and you go, oh, crap, I have to use plastic bags. You go out to the car and you're like, wait, I need to get my bags. Let me run out to the car. Yeah. So, and sometimes I do that. But mm-hmm. if I forget to put them back in my car, yep. then I'm, then I might force myself to buy another bag. Yes. You I know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep. okay, you're punished. You're buying another bag <laughs> yes. that you probably don't need, you know, know, but yeah. <laughs> Because it, yeah, it just needs to stop. Yeah. But it's good that you're aware of it. I mean, the guilty feeling doesn't help anybody, but knowing that you're consuming and, you know, maybe there's a better way, I think helps a lot. Well, tell me about your work. What do you do for your work? Oh, goodness. First, I'll tell you that a long time ago, I worked in retail Mm -hmm. and I worked in receiving, absolutely loved it. But I didn't feel like I was getting enough in my heart. And the other thing that made me switch careers um, probably 17 years, 15, 17 years ago now, is as my kids got older, you guys got older, I felt something missing. And that was the little voices and Mm -hmm. having little kids around. And I really, really missed that because I was a full-time working mom. Mm -hmm. And that was hard. So I didn't really get to have that stay-at-home mom stuff with my kids all the time. And I felt like I was missing something. So one day I just quit and I went to be a school bus driver. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that was such a thrill for me because the little kids are so cute and their voices are so sweet (laughs) and they're so innocent and they say anything and everything. Yeah. And I really had a hard time at first relating to the high schoolers, the middle schoolers and high schoolers. And so I had to really work with that. And now I love them. They're Mm -hmm. all ages are so cool. And to me, my job is an extension of school and home. Yeah. So I'm getting both parts. I get to see those little kids as they're getting on the bus in the beginning of the day. So I can kind of set their tone 
Yeah. If they're getting on cranky, I can change them to be happy and figure out, okay, what do I need to say and do to make this child have a better day? Mm. And then at the end of the day, also wrapping up, what'd you do in school today? How was your day? And setting the tone for when they go into their household at night. Yeah. So I really feel like a school bus driver, even though some people think, oh my gosh, a school bus driver is a really important role yeah. in a child's life. It's so interesting for me to to see this because I never rode a school bus. I always walked to school. So I never had that experience. But when you started driving a school bus and you talked about how much you interact with those kids yeah. and you care about them and you're really taking care of them and it's yeah. very cool. It's a really neat job. And yeah. I never knew that how much impact a school bus driver could have, but I think right? some parents appreciate it, but I know the kids really do. Yeah, they do. And I know, you know, some of the kids and parents don't even realize it until you're not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I think the summer times, <laughs> I mean... You know, and I see kids out and about and I might pull my car over and say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And, you know, they they know me and I'm a person. I'm not just a bus driver. I'm not a cranky old bus driver. <laughs> right. I'm really important in their life as yeah. a person, even the teenagers. It's just it's an interesting job. And I remember sometimes you notice when kids don't have the support they need at home. And I remember yeah. stories and the kids that you go the extra mile for them. Like there was one girl who maybe she didn't have parents at home. There was something about that. And you went to her music recitals and oh yeah, stuff like that because you really cared about them. Yes. And That's I did so that. I wanted to know, what are you guys doing? If I could hear them talking about they have something coming up, I would take note mm. and I would show up and they would see me there. It was like, I was there for you. Yeah. I, I don't have little kids. I was there <laughs> for you. Right. You know, that was amazing. And just to have somebody say that, you know, wow, you did a really good job or you looked really good up there. I could really hear your voice. Or I would also encourage them ahead of time, mm. you know, to be happy about what they were going to be doing. Yeah. And, yeah. And some of those kids do go home to an empty home, even though the parents are sitting there. Right. Yeah, of course. It's still an empty home. Mm -hmm. And just to have that they everybody needs to have that human in their life that they can count on. Yeah. You know, and consistency is so important for kids. So to see you every day, yeah on the school bus twice yep. a day. I'm sure that yeah. is really important to them. Yeah. And it's hard now, you know, not being in school, I'm sure for them. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time and I did have to leave school last, um, I think it was December or January for the rest of the school year. Mm -hmm. I didn't drive. And I know that my kids had a hard time with that. And they were really nervous when I was leaving because I told them ahead of time that I wasn't going to be driving for a while. And it was hard for them. Yeah. You know, so yeah, school bus drivers are cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very cool. How do you 
infuse sustainability or some hippie values into the work that you do? What do you think? On my bus? Mm-hmm. I know so, something you do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're thinking of the same thing, but I like to have a very clean bus mm-hmm. because I feel like the kids, I've noticed the behavior of the kids is better when the bus is clean. Oh, wow. And it's true. I mean, I've walked onto some buses where they have a lot of trouble with kids. You can hear it on the radio. So-and-so yeah. is acting up. I need to stop, blah, blah, blah. But when I have a spotless clean bus and I let the kids know they need to help too, whether they made the mess or somebody else made the mess, we all need to keep a clean bus. It's like a clean room. And when I drive a 72 passenger bus and it's full to the max, it's really a challenge. Yeah. However, since I keep a clean bus, they see that when they walk on, it smells good. Yeah. Dirt smells nasty. <laughs> right. I don't know if everybody knows that, but dirt smells yucky. Yeah. So I clean my bus and I don't clean it with Windex or the store thought things or whatever bleach I use. I'm a Norwex consultant. So I clean with just water mm-hmm. and a microfiber cloth and I clean the windows. I clean the ceilings. I'm not kidding. Yep. And there's a rail along the bus that I don't know if anybody else knows, but I clean the dust off of that. Yeah. And I wipe down the seats and I sweep the floor. Yeah. And it's just super clean. It really makes a difference in the kids. I'm sure. I love it that you use Norwex for that and not chemicals because then it would smell like chemicals and that doesn't smell good, but it just doesn't smell like anything, which is what clean is. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not. It's not hurting me or the kids. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen kids and this is nasty. Little kids will put their mouth on the seat in front of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> do that. And yeah. I've seen them doing this on, on the window. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I don't worry. Right. You know, I will stop them from doing that and say, that's nasty because that's not the only place they're ever going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But in my heart, I know that they're not going to get hurt. Yeah. They're not looking off a chemical. Exactly. Ever on yep. my bus. Yeah. So... Yeah. And you're right. Keeping it clean gives them a sense of pride and responsibility and they feel like you're taking care of them once again, just by keeping Mm -hmm. it clean with something safe. That's not a chemical. You're taking good care of them. Yeah. Not only driving, but mm -hmm. yeah. And wiping down their windows. I mean, they, and I let them write on the windows. Yeah. A lot of a lot of um, bus drivers don't let them write on the windows, but I did because the bus gets steamed up. Sure. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And the kids love to write things. And I said, as long as your writing has love and kindness in it, go for it. <laughs> but if you ever write bad things on the window, which they have, yeah, then you can't do it anymore. So I would go down the street with hearts on my windows. Oh. And good things on my windows. It was the love bus. bus. (laughs) It was the love bus. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. What a good message for them. You can say nice things. You can't say bad things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. I love that. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, thank you for talking about your work and 
I love the way you're infusing some hippie stuff into your work with your love yeah. bus and yeah, <laughs> yeah, bringing those kids some love and confidence. Where's your happy place? Oh, my happy place is easy. It's outside. Mm-hmm. It's um, birds taking care of the wild birds. Yeah, I have a bird sanctuary. <laughs> um, it's unofficial. It is. I, that's my happy place. It warms my heart. And also being with my dog and cat, um, on the floor Mm. with them. Yeah. Like that is, I could stay there forever. I could have a full-time job just being on the floor with the animals. (laughs) Right. Um, I love that. That's Um, very sweet. Yeah. That's my happy place for sure. Being at home with the animals, the birds and uh, like every night Daisy and I started well back up a little bit when I had Rogley the black lab I would say oh you want mom to take a nap with you and he would actually lay down on the floor and we would take a nap yeah. and Daisy May isn't quite that snuggly she's a hound dog mix but she's real leggy and she doesn't really know what to do with love like that mm. so it's a little bit crazy but we've started this little new tradition this just this month where I'll go, mom's going to bed now, whenever it's time for me to go to bed. And she'll kind of look up at me now. And so now I get down on the floor with her and we have snuggles before bed. (laughs) And she's starting to like that. So that's both of our happy place right now, I think too. (laughs) I have three more questions for you that I'm asking everybody. What's something that frustrates you about the sustainability movement? Like if you could talk to companies or leaders or people working in sustainability, what's something that frustrates you about that? Oh, just the way it feels like the frustrating thing that I think about, and it might even get my blood pressure going, is just, it feels like a race to be the, the best of what they think is simple. Like, um, let's make this item like the best plastic Mm. that we can make to make people's life simpler and faster and easier. Yeah. You know, like um, the new Ziploc bags, it's it's double Ziploc now. Right. That's not really better. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, that's the frustrating stuff for me is so much, um, I don't even know how the words for it, but uh, commercialized stuff. And these changes are not making progress, like no. double Ziploc. That's not progress. Like it used yeah. to drive me crazy when I saw ads for new cars and they're like, never, be- never seen before. This is the best version ever. And it has like <laughs> new headlights and a swooshy curve on the car. And it's like, no, make an electric car, like make something interesting. I don't care about yeah. headlights. I want innovation. Right? <laughs> I want something yeah. new. And yeah. yeah, the stuff that keeps coming out is like, there's nothing cool about this. This is the same yeah. thing you had last year. You added a zipper. Come on. <laughs> right. So on that same thought, going back to the buses, um, last year I had the brand new bus. Mm. I had heated seats, defrost everything. My seat was heated, not the kids. <laughs> not the kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it was amazing. Brand new. Nobody ever drove it. Yeah. And that was good. That was fun. Yeah. You know, 
But this year I got a new bus. I drive a little bus now because I'm driving special needs, mm-hmm. but it was a brand new bus and I couldn't, I couldn't do the gear shift. So I said, nope, I need another bus. I'm not going to do this. It takes out your shoulders, blah, blah, blah. So they gave me a loner, which is number eight. That's my favorite number. It has no beginning, no end. Yeah. Number eight, bus number eight, but it was, it's super old. Uh-huh. No heated seats little tiny tires. It's rough on the road. The paint is faded. I love that bus. <laughs> you can't take it away from me. I don't care about the bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah. What do you love you about know, it? Just that it, it, it rides better mm-hmm. for me. It's not as tight. Mm. Everything isn't sparkly new. I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel better when I walk in it. Somehow my bus little eight is my little hippie (laughs) per se. Yeah, it it is. It just feels comfortable. And yeah, like some things are made to last. Yeah. And that was made to last. Yeah. Hmm. And it's a good little bus. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Are you optimistic about climate change, about sustainability, about the future of this planet? Mm. Boy, I'm scared for the planet. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I am. I'm kind of nervous about the planet because, you know, where we live, we're seeing neighborhoods go up all over the place and they're just pushing, they're getting rid of trees because they cut down all the trees to build these homes that are really big and fancy and close together Mm -hmm. and there's just too much of it going on, which yeah. produces everything. There's, I mean, it just trickles down. You have more garbage. Yeah. You have more shoppers. There's more people. Um, it just goes on and on and on. There's more vehicles on the road now. Yeah. It just doesn't end. And I just, I feel like it's hurting our planet. It's, mm-hmm. ex- it's exploding. Right. Yeah. That sprawl is really creeping into your part of of this state yeah. and it's oh, er- happening everywhere yeah it is yeah, mm. yeah. humans for <laughs> <laughs> <We're> the worst <laughs> yeah. okay this is a tough question what's something you wish you were doing better for the planet oh that's not tough i wish there was a way to not have to use so much electricity hmm. like lights you know all the time yeah. Um, and we do have some things in our house, like one of my favorite things right now at night, when we walk through the house, you know, you have to turn a light switch on to get to the next room and see where you're going, yeah. especially on a really dark night. Well, I found a little, it's battery operated and they seem to last forever. I wish it was solar, but when you walk into the room, it turns on and oh. it stays on for like 10 seconds until you move again nice and I love it so I want to find more because it it, it provides enough light in the evening I yeah mean, if you're reading you need better light but when you're not you're just going from one room to the next you don't need a full-on light switch yep the other thing is driving my car mm-hmm. you know I just feel like using gas gasoline and you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I just wish I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, I wish there were better options. 
for yeah. people because you have to get places. Yeah. And you can't always ride a bike everywhere. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's scary anymore anyway, because of, you know, the texting people that drive down the road and stuff. It's like, yep. we don't have a lot of choices or opportunities to be more sustainable sometimes. Like yeah. we know we should drive a better car or not drive a car, but what's the option? Yeah. It's tricky. Well, those are the questions I have for you. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah. What was it like for you? And I didn't practice this. I didn't even think about it, but it just popped into my head. What is it like for you moving from the States to where you're at now, Portugal, in that world of what we've been talking about, the sustainability? such a great question. Well, now... I have so many things that are different here (laughs) in the U.S. Now I'm in a big city, so I can walk everywhere. I don't have to have a car, but sometimes I take an Uber or Uber Green is my favorite. And all the cars here stop. The engine shuts off at a stoplight. All of them. And I don't think that was available in the U.S. I never rode in a car in the U.S. that did that. So that technology is saving a lot of gas in emissions because the engine cuts off when you're at the light and then you release the gas, the brake pedal, the engine comes on and you go and there's no delay. And it's just the same cars, like the same car that is for sale here in Europe has this technology. And in the U.S., that same car doesn't have it. So there are things that are being sold specifically in the U.S. that are less sustainable, less environmentally conscious than the exact same product here in Europe, which is fascinating and frustrating because I feel like here we have so much more freedom as consumers to buy innovative technology, which is really cool. So that's one thing. And then something else with living in the city, I just realized this maybe a couple months ago anyway. When I take out the trash, I take it to the corner and I have to put my my recycling, I put it in a big bin and then it gets taken away. So when I was in Ohio, you know, you put this recycling stuff in the bag and you put the bag in the recycle bin and it gets taken away and that's great. But here, I put the stuff in the recycle bag in my house and then I have to take it again somewhere else and I have to touch everything again. So I see what I'm consuming twice. Wow. Because basically I have to throw everything away (laughs) twice. And I realized I'm using a lot of plastic. I was drinking a lot of kombucha and I like kombucha. And I was like, I can make this. I'm using so much plastic for this kombucha. In Ohio, I never would have realized that because I would just put it in the recycling and then that whole bag goes out and I don't have to touch it again. So having to touch it again made me more conscious of the things I'm consuming. Yeah. That interesting. And you're not the only one touching it after that. (laughs) Right. Yes, (laughs) exactly. I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah. That's a great, but having to deal with my own trash two times. Yep made me really see what I'm consuming and what I could be doing a little bit better. So that was kind of cool. So those are some of the things for me that I saw or that, you know, I've kind of learned by living here is like, there is a lot of innovation, 
going on. I wish it was happening in the US, but it, it's here in Europe. And those are exciting things. We have a lot of electric cars that aren't available in the US. There's probably seven brands mm. of electric cars here. Wow. In That'd Lisbon. Be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is not, you know, that, I mean, it is the green capital of Europe this year, but Lisbon is a small city. Portugal's a small country, and we have top innovation here. It's That's very awesome. Fascinating. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. Do you miss anything about the United States? No. <laughs> Don't. That's good. You don't even miss your mother. <laughs> you lived so far away anyway. Okay, there's one thing. It's not about particular to the United States, but the thrift stores here are organized. They're not organized. <laughs> so it's just chaos. So when I was in Ohio, I was go I would go to the thrift store to the Goodwill. And it was organized by size and by color within each size. So I could go there and say, I'm looking for a black shirt. And I could go to the section of black shirts that are my size. But here, yeah. I just have to touch everything in the oh. store. And it's, like, <laughs> it's exhausting. So that's something I miss. <laughs> yeah. Just that one little thing. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Yeah, you know, I do miss driving though. I really loved driving. I know that's oh. not a hippie thing, but I loved it. Was my stress release? I could turn the music up really loud and sing. Wow. And I miss driving. Oh, yeah. Wow. I miss my scooter. Oh, I really miss yeah. driving my scooter. One of these days I'll get my license here so I can rent scooters because we have like an electric scooter share thing so I could rent a scooter, but oh. my license doesn't work here for that. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. Is it hard to get a license there? Yes. You have to take a lot of classes, like 32 hours. Wow. Driving class. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But you don't have to renew your license every couple of years. You just have it forever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is good. Cool. Very so, cool. Yeah. Those are nice. a couple of things I miss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my mom, Connie, the school bus driver. It was so fun to hear about how she makes that experience really fun and special for her kids and how she takes extra care of them by keeping the bus clean, but not using any chemicals. So it's better for the kids, better for her, better for the environment, and very hippie. I had such a great time talking with her and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you soon.